impactful can a renewable energy nonprofit membership program be when it comes to the triple bottom line, people, profit, and planet? According to the American Council on Renewable Energy, ACOR, over 75% of its 25 total women or BIPOC-owned cohort member companies have significantly grown their businesses as members of ACOR's Accelerate membership program. A recipient last year of the Inclusive Energy Innovation Prize from the U.S. Department of Energy. In this green light episode, I will speak with Constant Thomas, SVP of DEIJ at ACOR, about how companies like 548 Enterprise were able to receive funding from U.S. Bank as a result of their participation in ACOR's program and why programs like this are key in building a more equitable, just, and sustainable future for all. We will also speak about Constance's involvement with Brise, her transition into the renewable energy sector, her advice for others looking to do the same, and ACOR's recent report on diversity. Thanks for tuning into the green light. Now let's dive in. Hi, I'm Catherine McLean, founder and CEO of Dylan Green, and today I have with me Constance Thompson. Constance is the Senior Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Justice at the American Council on Renewable Energy and is in the Washington, D.C. area. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Catherine. It's a delight to be here on the podcast. You're enjoying this, uh, the balmy weather we had yesterday, 80 degree weather we can rub in everyone's oh, face. I know, but <laughs> I was inside the whole time. I was at a conference. The Department of Energy had a conference and then they had, the, you know, boss had this reception afterwards. So it was like between buildings. <laughs> oh, well, I was at RE Plus yesterday. I went to, um, so I was in Boston. It was snowing. Oh. <laughs> so we, yeah, so we don't have anything to, to brag about them. There you go. So I wanted to say congratulations on your recent promotion. And for those of you who don't know, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your current role? Sure. Um, Constance Thompson. I uh, had the pleasure of serving as a senior vice president for diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice with the American Council of Renewable Energy. And what that um, embodies is we have a signature program called Accelerate, which is a program aimed at supporting the success of women, Black, Indigenous, and people of color-owned renewable energy businesses. And that is now managed by Neelam uh, Sakaria. And then also our larger body of work, which is focused on social and economic justice. And we're getting more into our environmental justice body of work, policy work, in addition, some internal work around creating a culture that supports supports the external work that we're doing. Yeah. It looks like you started your career as a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. I like recruiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the clean energy industry, how did you make your way into clean tech and ACOR specifically? So I worked with engineers most of my life. I was a headhunter, as you, you indicated. Um, I originally yeah. wanted to run the world by serving as an ambassador <laughs> to a French-speaking country in Africa. That was wow. the goal when I graduated um, undergrad, but uh, that took a year. So I became a headhunter and the individuals I was headhunting were engineers and they worked yeah. across different markets. So I started working at Corning Incorporated. That was my first kind of big corporate job. But unbeknownst to me, they were doing some clean energy work overseas. And then I went to Cornell and they were doing a little bit of work, but I didn't know. I just was working with the engineers. But recently how I made it to ACOR was because their need was creating a more inclusive and just program to enable people of color to come into this field as entrepreneurs. So that's how I got into it. Yeah, that's how I got into it. That's so cool. I love that story. Mm-hmm. It's like life's what happens when you're making plans for it. Exactly. Like sometimes you just have to like be open to let things mm-hmm. happen, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for those looking to transition into clean energy? One, don't be hesitant about it. There are so yeah. many people in this industry who don't have direct clean energy experience. And yeah. what I'm finding is that the industry is about transferable skills. 
um, into this field. They're subject matter experts. You can learn this, but um, don't be hesitant to come into the field and bring the expertise you have. Getting back to your work at ACOR, can you talk a bit about ACOR's Accelerate membership program? Absolutely. So our ACOR Accelerate membership program started in 2020, late 2020. And as a result of board members coming to us saying, what are you all doing to create a more inclusive? It was board members. And yeah. they workshopped this, this program with staff. And the, the requirement had to be that it had to be something that opened doors and leveraged our power, but also mm-hmm. that it would make impacts. And what they came out with was the ACOR Accelerate Membership Program, which is a two-year complimentary membership program. People think it's an accelerator. It's not. It's a membership program with accelerator-adjacent benefits to it. And we open them up to the ACOR network. We introduce them to member companies for business partnership opportunities. We create an ecosystem for them to partner with one another. We match them up with an executive mentor. And we do these very exclusive virtual networking events where they get to discuss business opportunities with program sponsors and partners. And in addition to some other benefits, they get pro bono legal support. They get an opportunity to collaborate with one another. It's just been an amazing journey for us these past three years. That's really great. I've not heard of anything like that before. It's kind of different. That's why the perception of it as an accelerator is there yeah. it's kind of like an accelerator, but it's a membership program. And sure. if I could brag a little bit, because I'm so proud Please. of our members, Please. our member companies, which are owned by women and people of color, that's the right. criteria. They are making transformational impacts so many new technologies. They are doing projects in communities and underserved communities that are opening up workforce opportunities that are using clean energy in these communities. And last but not least, something that we didn't expect, they're doing business with one another, which is amazing, making transformational impacts out of our 25 member companies that we had bringing from our past two cohorts. We can say that 19 of those companies as members of a core accelerate have grown their businesses. And we just announced our most (laughs) newest cohort who will be joining the family. And they refer to themselves as family, the Accelerate family. And this is across the country. It's across the country. Our members are all over the country and they are creating their own regional networks that we support. So for example, we have several members that are out of the San Diego area. Yeah. They get together. They talk about business partnership opportunities. They hang out. They are literally family family. Oh, I love this. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So I was going to ask you next about success stories, but it sounds like you have quite a few. So if you could just choose a couple, that would be wonderful to highlight. Sure. We have a company out of Chicago, 548 Enterprises. They started uh, with us as 548 Capital. In Mm -hmm. two years, they have grown to create a workforce division of their organization. Mm -hmm. And this is some of the benefits from the IRA. I do want to share this story. AJ Patton, who is the founder and CEO of this Mm -hmm. company, his first year as a member, we put him on a panel at our finance forum, and it was talking about, you know, funding opportunities. And one of the things he said was, you know, we can't get people to finance us. I have great credit. These are great projects. And we can't get people to finance us. I'm starting to think that you're not serious about this. U.S. Bank immediately contacted him and said, we want to do business with you. From there, AJ has stood up a housing community that's all solar in an underserved community. And these individuals are saving on their their bills. He's got local leaders involved in this work. And it's talking about clean energy in communities that don't normally talk about this. So amazing. His is great. I have another member company. They're called SunTex and they're out of Texas. And what Mm -hmm. they do is solar installation only for Spanish speaking customers. Okay. What they've been able to do through their company is one, talk about clean energy in a different way. 
cost savings, build trust. A lot of these individuals, you know, you have to talk to the abuela and if abuela says, no, it's not happening. And (laughs) they've also been able to train a workforce of individuals from their communities on these projects. Yeah. Amazingly successful. So those are two success stories I'll share. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just really love that. I think so much of this is just like knowledge is power, right? Just making these communities aware that this is like Mm -hmm. something that they can get involved in and benefit from in so Mm -hmm. many different ways. And that somebody's like on their side to like walk them through how to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the other thing I've learned, Catherine, is that when people tend to deal with business people who happen to be women and people of color, they think it's all about that about this, oh, people of color helping and, you know, giving back those kind of things. One, two member companies who we did one of our virtual networking events I mentioned to you Mm -hmm. a while ago, they came out of this and I couldn't have scripted him better. He said, Constance, what I learned from this event, this is about business. These people just need to be women and people of color that are renewable energy. They know more than I do. And I work for a renewable energy company, but this is about business. And that's what I say to people. This program is about good business that happens to facilitate a just transition, contribute to us having a just transition. But it's the thing I'm always talking about, which is the triple bottom line, right? So you, yeah. we're talking about clean energy. We're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, justice. And mm-hmm. we're talking about profit. Mm-hmm. Why do they all have to be mutually exclusive? exclusive. Why can't mm-hmm. they all be tied together? Mm-hmm. Because you know? it's so about money. It's when we start talking about profit, when we start talking about market share, when we start talking about where these projects are located, money, that's what gets in the way. It's money. Right, right. Well, tell us about the report on opportunities to diversify in the U.S. renewable energy manufacturing supply chain. ACOR recently commissioned with Amazon Web Services and BW Research. Are there any specific goals ACOR hopes to achieve with this report? Well, we've already achieved one. We needed to know the data. We wanted to know how many companies out there are at the tier one, tier two phase that are owned by women and people of color and the numbers are dismal. And I'd like people to read the report. I'm not going to give you that number. The number is dismal. You need to read it. So one goal has been achieved. The second one that we will achieve mid-year this year, Q2 this year, is that we're going to bring together many of the companies that participated in the study, but also Mm -hmm. other companies who say they have supply chain commitments to say, okay, you've read the report. This is what it says. What can we do together to change this picture? What is it right. that we're creating an action plan from that? And that was a requirement from AWS that we not just do the report, that we talk about what we can do to change the supply. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a yearly report? Um, at this juncture, we're not going to do one next year. There's a lot to do from what's in this Already. report. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, I recently saw you speak on RISE, a panel focused on moderator training. Can you talk a bit about your work with RISE and why you think it's a good idea for people to get involved with RISE? With RISE, I was introduced to them when I entered this <laughs> the clean energy yeah. sector a year and a half or so ago when I joined ACOR. And one of the first things that we did was we made sure that every single one of our staff members was members of RISE. Yeah. So we did that. The second thing of engagement that I've um, been able to do, I moderated a panel of um, clean energy CEOs that were females and asked yeah. them about the career trajectories, but not the normal what we ask women about. Tell us why it's critical for women to be a part of this clean energy transition. As mm-hmm. CEOs, what are the things you're going through that you recommend other women kind of try to avoid, but most importantly, stay focused on, and then words of wisdom, of course, which was fantastic. And most recently, as one of the panelists for the uh, speaker, I would call it speaker prep session, which I found very interesting. 
No, I really, really enjoyed it because I got asked to moderate once and I was like, <laughs> absolutely terrified. Yeah. And so you gave some like really good kind of like tips and tricks on how to be part of the conversation, but kind of yeah, let the conversation. Yeah. Your job flows. is to facilitate a transformation right. conversation. And yeah. where are you crown? You're running the show. <laughs> Run yeah. it. That's it. That's what you said. Where your yeah. crown. Where you I love crown. that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm so excited for people to know more about this program because I wasn't aware of it before. Wow. So so, I know. And I'm in DC <laughs> and this is like what I do. So <laughs> like, I'm really excited to like tell people about it and promote it a bit, like sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Bit, you do that. Yeah, promoted there is. And you lot. do that great during this podcast. I want you to hear this and take it thank in. You. you are doing an amazing job of getting things out that maybe people would not oh, hear about in this podcast you. and talking about things in a very real way. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Because it can be a delicate subject sometimes to talk about. So I try my best (laughs) to be like, you know, not to stay out of trouble. (laughs) Good trouble is always good trouble. Good trouble. There's good trouble. Stay in some good good trouble. trouble. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Greenlight Podcast. Are you looking for your next role in climate tech? Join the latest growing network of clean tech professionals and be the first to know about when industry-leading clean tech companies first post new job openings, from development to finance to marketing, by checking out our website, dylan-green.com slash latest hyphen jobs. Dylan Green is transforming business through talent. You can also find us on YouTube, where we engage with today's top clean energy leaders.